Hello there, good people of the interwebs. Welcome to episode 49, part 1 of Connect the Dots. Okay, in this episode, let's just keep it simple. Mick and I continue our conversation from last week. We dive deeper and look at what lies behind the curtains. What parts of the story come from published content? Which parts are pure imagination? How much is just off-the-cuff ad-lib? And then, there's the Grey Company. Where will Elbrum's Leaf take him? What's happening in Oraki's land of Dabu? What sights did Kaelin see as a captive in a Tuscali hive? Where would Calidus's box, where would it take him? Who is, I mean, really, who is Ekmenis, and why did he join the Grey Company? Or, just where the hell is Daryl? For answers to these questions and more, you know the story. Sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Hello there, and welcome to a Dungeons & Dragons role-playing podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm the GM. Come with me and my good friend Mick. Join us in our weekly discussion about our campaign. Listen to our successes and failures while trying to flex our role-playing muscle. The funny bits, the dumb bits and the all-round good time that comes with this great activity. The cast is Elbrum, the Asmar Warlock with his sidekick, Silhouette Starfire, and a pretty wrist leaf. Calidus, the elf-marked wizard who replaces his arms with blades. Will he cast another spell? And finally, Oraki, the ineffable female gnoll cleric with a tribe that stands on a precipice. The campaign setting is the Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e ruleset, and we game using the Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So that's the cast. That's the campaign. Now, good people, welcome to the show. The module is called Tomb of Tiberesh, and I changed it to be Cobal. Yep. And Cobal basically is, well, in Mexico... Cobal is an ancient Mayan city yep. that I've been to and thought was really cool. So that tomb of Cobal, sure, works because there is basically a tomb of Cobal. <laughs> and Nefertiri was basically going to be, so what was Cobal out and doing? Because he hadn't been in there for quite a few centuries. Well, sorry, she wasn't a person. Sorry, again, that's, was, this is all invention stuff as well. Yeah, the sprite was there because she was a mean, so well, you can't tell us now because you've got to tell us all this on Thursday. I don't know if I'm going to tell Thursday. <laughs> I'll let you guys know at the end what's the result of having the idol, and we'll do a lot of narrative interaction for that. But otherwise, the rest of the stuff, if they don't want to know, they don't want to know, and they'll, they'll eventually hear the podcast whether they want to or not. I guess that's the thing, yeah, if you waited for this version of the well, podcast the thing to come is, out, is, then you know, you'll know the answers. So Elbrum's patron... What do you guys do with it? Like, I'm not giving away everything so that he's in a prison in the South. That was really, I was trying to throw threads at you guys to make you want to go to the Southern Fringe. We and had, one of we the had threads, threads that made us wanted to go to the other three directions as well. Yeah, well, the Kajani went to the South as well. Yeah. So that was. But we also K- had, you know, like, I think if you tossed, tossed a coin now, we would have gone where Ahit was. If we were going to go anywhere, I think we would have gone west. East. Well, and the thing with Ahit, I mean, realistically, where is she? You guys just found out from the money lender that you wanted to create your bank with, which I thought was so much fun to do that. He let out that the Pallid Court has got financial issues. Mm. And I hoped that between him saying that and when Fatma was asking you guys to go and see if you could establish some mines yeah. with the dwarves. Yeah, that would have been good. They're in some serious economic problems. Uh, he but the mines that were not, they weren't out to the east. The mines were in the, the south. Yeah. Uh, Heat went to meet with, there is a vampiric oracle 
So the person she's meeting with is the Oracle because they're trying and to was find... was that out in the East or was that out? That was out East. Yeah, that was yeah. out East. Yeah. So that meant that Barian was telling us the truth. Yes. Well, Barian didn't yeah. realize. Fatma didn't want you to know because, I mean, Fatma was trying to keep their economic situation as much under as wraps. possible under, under yeah. the thumb. And they, this would have, again, I mean, the, the wonderful thing about this is that if you put this to... I think we would have gone east. We would have met her. She would have explained what would have happened. The whole Fatma thing would have then dissolved as being Fatma's not really a bad guy. She's trying to keep it all under wraps. We would have found that out from mm. our heat. We would have found out that they were working together. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, too, is like what was happening with the Pallet Court. I was in the campaign setting. It mentions that their diamond mine that they own. Perfume District belongs to the Pallet Court. Pallet Court has a diamond mine that's running dry that provided them with funding for the last thousand years. Oh, so that was real. Yeah. Okay. So, but it just says that it's running dry. It doesn't say how much longer it's going mm. to be. So I was just like, all right, we not can much longer. <laughs> so uh, my, my point was, what I was thinking of is, Heaven wouldn't forbid. it be nice if you've got a city where vampires were accepted and all of a sudden their source of giving money to the people to provide blood was gone? Yeah. And well, what was going to happen? Well, then shit was going to go down with the vampires. So was the the court, the top level. Yep. Was that all part of the campaign? That they are advisors? Yeah, all the advisors are... Yeah, it says that you've got the Council of Sand. These are your four members of the Council of Sand. Very, Is very Is anything brief. going on there? No, it's just a... Oh, no, no, no. So you knew that you would have known... So K.M. Wasset mentioned that the Vizier Panshar wanted to... And he said, oh, it's just rumors, it's juice rumors, it's, you know, who knows, it's just gossip. That he wanted to take control of the loyal dead from Queen Mishkenet. So there was a, an insurrection going up, up there. So Queen Mishkenet, the goddess Queen Mishkenet, the high priestess Nefrini, Lady Alashra, and the warlord Rykar are four advisors to mm. the Council of Sand. They don't really, I mean, the Council of Sand runs the city. But realistically, those four have enough power that they could just say, I don't give a shit what you guys want. So the Council of Sand, three of the Council of Sand are not from Purbeset. Only the fat guy, uh, the human, is the only one who was born and raised in in Purbeset. So the other three have their own agendas. Agendas. Because they're not from there. Most of them come from the capital city, which is Nuria. And that was all part of the module anyway. The campaign setting mentions it, but then what does the, any so of that mean? you just embellish the whole thing. You what about the murder? Which murder? The murder. <laughs> Which murder? There's been so many. The, the murder of the architect. Oh, yes. So, Hazi... So, Saro is gone. He was meeting... So, you guys took off. He was waiting for you guys to give the contract. You guys didn't arrive. So, he went to... He was like, what am I going to do with Hazi? He went to go and meet with the Minister of, of Architecture because the Minister of Architecture was the guy who was responsible for giving the permit to the GFA mm-hmm. for take, to, to work at Oasir. So he went to them to see to, about stopping it, and he found out that the minister was having a lot of reservations about having given out that certificate. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to say, okay, well, let's do something then. Let's close them down because I think the guy that we put out there is not who we thought he was. But Hazi was aware. Hazi had his spies. So Hazi was working with the cult of Selket, who are... We haven't heard about them yet. Nope, you haven't. But they have a part of them that are scorpion assassins. Mm -hmm. Hazi worked with them and was negotiating a deal with them to assassinate, to do some things. And so that's why the architect died. And, and ultimately, I had things prepared so that if you guys did investigate a little bit, you would find out a bit more there. So I had a, a little bit of an encounter ready for that. And again, that. that's another invention, not, a, not part of the module. No, not directly. But I was looking for something so that you guys knew that Hazi was, was bad. But what was he doing? Where, where did he need? So he wanted the objects of power, but where and what did he want to do with them? Yeah, because there, there's the Cobol connection as well. Yes. One of the things is, is Hazi in league with Cobol? All that, you know, who is... Is Cobal acting alone, or is he in cahoots with someone, yep. or a group somewhere along the yep. line? And then, of course, and we had the, is the, Rodus, the, who was the, the head of the GFA, was she aware of any of this? Yeah. So, and we had the two people that were in Cobal's tomb. Yes. 
trying to destroy everything. And, and, who, and who, you know, did because they they just sort of disappeared off in the story. They got out, then well, they, they disappeared, and you sort of thought, well, yeah. I had them. They, they could have. Yeah, I had them involved because again, it's just creating options to go somewhere else. So yeah. realistically, who they were was he was a guy who was did study, and once this came up. He wanted the objects of power because he knew that with those objects of power, then he too could achieve this God status. So he Despite wanted the fact that he was saying, I was going to destroy them. Because he didn't think it could be destroyed. He, oh, was, going to, was, he was going to take care of them and yeah. put, hide them away. It was the Brazilian guy who was playing the Minotaur that wanted to destroy them. So, yeah, the question so is... So what you've got is you've got Cobal running amok and you've got these other guys out there yeah, trying to, to me, get a hold of it so they can run amok. And, and to me, what was this guy doing is he knew that you guys had the withering hand and he knew that the other item wasn't there. So he, he suspects then that Cobal must be alive because if the other item isn't in that pyramid, then Cobal must have it. And of course, he was there when, when you guys all met the fairy. Or not the fairy. The, well, she was a sprite. But she'd been placed in that tomb by Cobal because yes. there was a couple of ley lines there. So Cobal was using the sprite to marry the ley lines together in order to, for those ley lines to infuse himself. And it worked. He rose. Now he just needed time. So, I mean, and how much time? Well, a lot. Anyways, the sprite stayed there and the sprite started to be infused as well and changed. And so a sprite is like less than a pixie. Mm. This thing was no. This was like a tall, beautiful, full-on, fully powerful fairy. And the leaf in the arm? Oh, that was a Kajani symbiote. So inside... Uh, any of this part of the module? No, no, no. This no. is all just invented no. stuff well, that went in, along. In, in, so in the pool of blood, it's like a two-page, you got a pool of blood, and then there's this thing at the bottom of the pool of blood. Yeah, we and they, they mentioned that. We never actually got around to doing well, anything about when, that. Well, when the blood element came, there was vines. And so I was like, well, what about these vines? And I was just like, ah, oh, this is a good way to introduce the Kajanis. So I put down a, the Kajani, the vines were coming from this Kajani, and the Kajani are plant people, and was morphed by whatever was below that you guys didn't discover, and she was barely hanging on alive. I mean, her life was being subverted to you for those vines. So once the blood elemental died, it started finally draining. And then the last bit, when you guys came in, anybody that touched her, and of course it had to have been Elbrum. Yeah. I didn't want it to be Elbrum, but it, it <laughs> turned out to be Elbrum. That's because we just, yeah, we're not going to give you what you want. We'll give you the opposite of what you want yeah, every single I, time. I was Even really, if it's by accident. I was really hoping Oraki or Kaylin would be the ones that touched her to try to do yeah. something and then they would have gotten the symbiote but no no of course it was elbrum so elbrum would went down there and whoever touched it first was going to get a kajani symbiote which would manifest itself as a leaf growing from their skin mm -hmm. and that's from a movie that i've seen and it would bond with their soul and and realistically the kajani symbiote the point of it was to get you guys to go and meet with the kajani and then once you have that they potentially become could become allies to help you deal with the tuscali and but, the tuscali and the and the um the columns and the the blood lake hmm. they were um the tuscali you should know was, was by now that the tuscali are out looking for objects of power they were there with a grimalkan eye and they were there looking for the idol they were in the sanctuary. They got killed in the sanctuary. They were in the pyramid. They got killed in the pyramid. In every no. case, when they've been showing up, they've been, they've been specifically showing up where objects of power are. And you would, if, if things would have continued, every time you've gone to some place where there's an object of power, you would have found Tuscali corpses. Yeah, but that, yeah, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have made the connection to that. We yeah. would have made the connection. In the first game that we played, the Tuscali the rod i think and yeah no you guys were vaulted. in there and he, what's his face the the guy who played the the thief went running for the withered hand and the, the scully chased him he had the hand and but they took it from him and yeah. then so he, he he took the hand so the Tuscali took the hand and bolted yeah yep. that wouldn't have been enough we would have had to seen probably two instances where yep. the Tuscali had actually taken something yeah and then we would have got to hang on the Tuscali keep trying to grab these yep these items because up until then 
they're everywhere. Yeah. But but we don't know that they're taking things in power. So here's the thing. Like I was excited for Akmenis because to me, Akmenis' backstory would provide a connection into the Kajani and a desire to bring the Kajani back into Kush, which is the jungles just south of where you guys are. Kalen, him being in the Tiskali tunnels gave me an opportunity. So in the tunnels, he's seen lots of humanoids and other animals who were trapped in that substance that you guys found at the pool of lake which was part of the chitinous armor of the the one that was flying and again this is not module this is this just me. Yeah. and so he was trapped in that as well and he basically seen a lot of people with their chest bursts out and whatnot uh, and somewhat consumed he was trapped in the similar situation but he escaped i told him that you didn't just escape because you woke up the goddess queen Mishkenet woke you up and oh. freed you. You weren't aware of that. That's how you woke up. And then it was on you to get out. But that's why I said to, to Oraki, so he made this nice letter and I was just like, yeah, do what you're going to do. So as his exit, so he wrote that nice letter and whatnot. And then I subverted his letter <laughs> and I wanted it to make, to, to try to make it so that you guys, the, the thought that he left because he went looking for his brother yeah, it sounded nice, but I wanted it to be you guys to then real think, oh, Jesus, no, the goddess took him. And yes, she did. She took him. He's part of a plot for her. Now, of course, I didn't want her to take him, but if the circumstances led yeah. him to be doing that. But yes. But he didn't tell us that. He had like, no he idea. Know, he, he, all he didn't he, know that it'd been all he released knew by Michigan. is that he woke up, he was and in there, was and he found his way out. So I wanted for him to have a lot of repressed memories that would come about as you guys discovered more about the Tuscali. And eventually he so would out work... So out in, of the Tuscali and Cobal, who was going to win? Oh, well, see... Or you hadn't figured that out yet. No, no, It <laughs> no. was like part of the... Yeah, I, do I go down that road? I don't want to... Well, don't, don't go down the road. If it's part of, if it's part of a, an existing module... No, it's not. It's not. Then, then, so, and the other thing too... Is Cobal? That, that if, you, if this is ever played again, then... One, I guess one of the lessons from this is that we've been doing this for a year mm. now, and it's, it's to look at it and go, if this played out to its completion, you know, would I have lived that long, given that we play once a week? Yeah. What <laughs> year would it have been? Would it be 2097? Yeah. Well, okay, here's where and, I... And, this and, is and, where and I want And how much of this do the you sort Tuscali of... The incursions, there is, I don't know, there's like six different hives in the Southlands, the Tuscali that are doing the incursions that affected all of you guys and make you refugees is the Queen Tekli of the Tuscali is doing this. She's responsible for this. She's normally she is living in the the Great Hive Arbiak. So the Great Hive Arbiak Arbiak is actually a demon god, and so he's got his herald on Earth who walks around, and the herald is late lately been. The Herald is chaotic evil. He does whatever bloody whim comes on him. And he's been killing the Tuscali more than he normally does. And so the Queen got pissed. So the Queen has been trying to create a secret hive in order to fight against this demon lord. And eventually you guys would have learned that all the incursions, yes, they had happened. So the Tuscali, they need humanoid or animal creatures in order to recreate. They plant seeds inside, and after the seeds grow, they will exit the, the body. Yep. Okay. So that's why she needs humanoids. Now, there's the hive where the herald is at. So she's been secretly trying to build a new hive undergrounds under the Sarklin Desert. And she's created some extra queens, which is not normal. So she's subverted these queens in order to further her own means. So there is a queen that's underneath the sea, and there's another queen in the Crescent Desert. There's a queen that's in the Sarkland Desert, and she has to maintain her presence at the hive. So she's been running those three queens in order to build up, and they've been going out to do this. So they're looking for objects of power to fight against the, 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 the herald. Cobal, yep. he is working with the demon Arbayak. So the herald... <laughs> The Herald, he's trying to build up his own power because he wants to challenge Arbayek. And this is why he started, he's starting the kill. He's trying to amass power through, through death. And the demon lord, Cobal, 
is trying to make sure that Nefertiri rises up because Koala and Nefertiri were meant to be st starting to raise the land and cause chaos for the demon, the demon lord. Yeah, so the, the bottom line is there's no Tuscali invasion at all. No. They're just out hunting down stuff that's going to make them more powerful. The Queen Tekli is just trying to save her hive, is what she's trying to do. Yep. Now, everybody hates the Tuscali, though, because the Tuscali are like, for all intents and purposes, they're evil creatures. And they're not, I mean, nobody understands them. They got this thing. And there's some humans that live at the hives because there is, there's a substance that the Tuscali create that is not, it's not like the real stone, but it, it has some properties that can be used by magicians in order to, I can't remember what it is. I'd have to look it up. But anyways, the point is, is yes, there's sometimes there's humans at, at the hives as uh, to foster trade, mm. but in general, nobody understands the damn Tuscali. They're just, they're an alien species and they tend to do things for their own, their own way. And their hives, the buzzing noise of their hives is such that the frequency of that affects the creatures around it. Mm -hmm. So that part, you know, affecting the creatures, the hives, that there's human traders at the hives, that's mentioned in the campaign setting. But I just like the idea of, okay, the Tuscali, who are they? And it, the campaign setting mentions that there is this herald that's there, but that doesn't tell you anything about it. It's just, these are props you can use. So I was like, all right, Tuscali incursion, why? And then, okay, who is the herald? What's he doing? Why is he tied to this demon lord? Why, 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 why? And then you just create shit from that. And so, at the, so at the end of the I, day, I, assuming we all made it to level 20, I was, we were you know, that, that would have powerful. been the big, big reveal was well, that the at the end of the but day. But the thing about that is that what you would have revealed is there's us at a bunch of level 20s yep. and three competing sides trying to control the world. Well, Techly didn't want to control the world. She's just trying to save her hive. And she has to do that. She needs to build up an army. She, her intent was to go and, and fight the Herald. So she was just trying and, well, to build herald, up to yeah. fight the Herald. So the herald and she was and looking the herald for... to control the world. The Herald is... No. The, well, maybe. Ultimately, he's looking to supplement his lord, the demon lord, Arbeck. Mm -hmm. So he needs to kill, and kill a lot, to build up his own power. So it's not about controlling the world. He wants to be a, a lord. And so the lords... I mean, they don't occupy this realm. So it's like the gods yeah. and that they, they come down every once in a while and, and fuck with shit, but they live in different realms, different dimensions for that, or different. Yeah, I think our, I think our actions at that stage would have been, yeah, right. You two have at it. Let us know who wins, and we'll figure out what we're going to do after that. Well, the, 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 the reality is, is that the queen, or, or, what she's doing is, in order to build up her armies, would be killing off a lot of humanoids mm. because she needs them. To, she has to yeah. plant eggs in them. So it affects people. So you can't just let it be. And then, of course, the but herald... But if you killed off that side, you've then got the demonoid side. Well, that's just it. And the herald, once he's killed off the Tuscali, he's going to start moving down the coast and killing more. Yeah. And so, and then as well, I wanted Cobal and to raise Nefertiri. And once they got raised, then there was going to be them starting to take over some of the undeads. And then what would that mean? So basically, yes, there was going to be a lot of shit going on. But my, my thought was, you're against the Tuscali, you're against the Tuscali, you're against the Tuscali, until, oh, wait. Oh, man, what you're doing is really shitty, but, oh, I understand what you're doing. What do you do? What do you do? Do you save Princess Karima, or do you go deal with the Pool of Blood? Because I love yeah. that shit. I, you know, all of a sudden I, you I realize... Think it becomes, if you can't communicate with them, then you just go with the assumption you've got. Well, see, for okay. me, I, this, this is all, you know, the lawful evil business. The idea that, I mean someone else could have a purpose that makes a lot, a lot of sense. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you will consider it lawful evil. But if from their particular point of view, they've got a goal and yeah. they're trying to achieve that goal. And if it's not aligned with yours, then clearly yeah, it's got to be... From their point of view, they're lawful good. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this is the whole point was, you know, once you start becoming aware of this, that, and the other what's the right decision so clearly i would have been dead before we ever got to the end of this because there were just so many threads and well, so many possibilities because i mean like going to the dominion of the wind lords would have been a, a possible way of really learning to use the real stones which is a method of gaining power so like ley lines elbrum gaining power through the lane lines was a method of getting you guys to build up your power so that you become forces in and, in and of yourself. You going out and 
you giving up the real stone was a shocker because I was really thinking that, okay, get Calidus to want to go uh, over there to in order to learn more about the real stone so that it becomes a source of power for him. It, it, yes, uh, and the answer is, yeah, giving up the real stone was mm. not the end of it. Mm. Um, you open up the door to um, get it back. That's where the Griffins but, went, by the way. Sorry? They went? They went because of the explosion and basically... That explosion that happened that you guys ran were running from yeah. was because the, the Scully went in there and they fucking monkeyed with what was underneath. Mm. And that caused the explosion and that affected the village of Never because they were too close. Mm. So the Griffins, I mean, it was, it was for you guys, it was, yes, it was how many months between the Pool of Blood episode until where you are now. It was only uh, two days mm. of game time. Yeah. So yeah, they'd found out. They'd heard rumors about shit going on. So the they were the Council of Sand sent the army to go check mm -hmm. out what the hell happened. Yep, and they weren't going to walk because everything was dead. And the, uh, going back to the realstone thing and, and, and the Calidus scenario, though, um, there were three different threads that you'd put, or three different alternatives for three different players. Yeah, to go and pursue a way to get better at what they are. Yeah. And and that's and Oraki was the same Iraqi thing. Had, yeah, where Iraqi Iraqi had a way of doing it as well, well. So she was off to the where she's from in Dabu. She she's very close to something called the Pool of Sky. The Pool of Sky was the source of her having visions, and she drank from the Pool of Sky, and that's why she has visions. Um, the the dire camel called the Restless Prophet. Want, so the existing leader of Dabu is this this Noel. The, the restless prophet knew who Karima was and wanted Karima to come in and supplement the existing leader because the existing leader had two daughters. And the, the restless prophet knew that it, when those two daughters started to, to uh, when the mother died, those two daughters would basically bring war to Dabu. And that couldn't happen because to the south was the warrior tribe of the Narumbekis. And the Narumbekis would come in and take over Dabu if they didn't have strong leadership. Mm -hmm. So the restless prophet wanted Karima to become the next leader of that mm. region. And um, so yes, again, this was to build up the Knoll presence so that again, possible yeah. allies to help deal with. So part of, I mean, one of the problems that I saw, saw was that the, the three, the three major protagonists, which is yep. myself, Elbram, and Iraqi, yep. um, all were given options to go and get better at yes. themselves. Yes. And it was, which one do you do first? Yeah. That was, and that was the question that would have been answered in two weeks' time. Well, because we would yes, have got to that situation of, yeah. you had to make a we, choice. We solved this problem. Where do we go? What do we do? Yeah. Um, my guess is we probably would have done the Elbram one first. Hard to say. Well, see, the thing is, Menace was making a really, really good point. Like, he was really into, and it, some of the things that he's, he were saying were, so I, I was curious if things would have, if he would have stayed, would you guys have followed him to Kush? Well, yeah, I, I guess, well, he didn't, so that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> We've got, yes. we, you'd come back to the three and look at it and say, yeah. well, of the three, of the three, Menace has got a leaf growing out of his arm. He's tried to get rid of it we probably would have looked at that as a matter of urgency and said, yeah, okay, so clearly this is an issue. And then we would have gone off and resolved that one. Yep. And at the same time resolved anything else that was happening there. Yep. And then we would have looked at that. And again, you know, you look at that like the leaf issue. I, if, it took, I, if, it took us two, if it took us 12 months to get this far, by the time we got to, um, to, the, to fixing the leaf, what else was in that direction? I, it's, and here's the thing with Elbrum was that he was going about and coming up with so many ideas in order to deal with I that know. leaf. I, I was just like, at what point do I just let him win with his ideas instead of just, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Because eventually then, yes, I'm railroading it. And I, I'm railroading it because I really wanted you guys to go and find the Kajani. He, he, he may have come up with lots of ideas. Like it may have seemed like that, but from our point of view, it was like he's got the leaf. He's tried to cut it out. He's tried to blow his well, arm see, up. Well, see, he hasn't actually tried to we cut would've... it yet. No, I, I, but, but I, we I didn't let him go down that road, and I wanted to because what I really wanted is cut it, and then he was basically it, cutting it. He would feel like he's cutting. He was cutting it is no different than cutting it, like stabbing cutting your yourself, heart. Yeah, so he would have felt that. Yeah. He, w I mean, he would knock himself out yeah. silly. And for that, and for that reason, just the last episode. Mm. So the last episode where he was. Um, 
he he uh, you know got drunk and tried to blow his arm off. Mm. I think that would have been the reason we would have gone. Yeah, take it all back. If the leaf thing had got bigger, if you'd said you know the leaf gets bigger or it starts to exert more influence over him, we would have just said yeah okay we're going off to leaf land. In the same way that we've we've um, you know we were already hurtling off to Blood Lake. Yep. When we found out Karima had disappeared. Yep. We just kept going to finish that one off. We yep. nothing would have you know it wouldn't have mattered what you threw at us. We would have just kept going. Yeah, going to go and do the leaf. That's it. Fix Elbram. And then we'll look at what else there is. And I think, and again, it would have been. See, and that, that's and the there were so many options in the four that, directions. Like, well, this no, is, no, no this, one direction had one item at and, it. And this is, I mean, to me, this is the same thing like what I do with West Marches. I, what, so in West Marches, you have a mission. And your mission means you need to go from here, you need to get to there from and do your mission. Yep. And between there and there could be 20 hexes, 20 hexes of potential. Every hex has a 30% chance of having some kind of encounter. It could be a monster. It could be a building. It could be an event. It could be whatever that is in those goddamn tables. And so I, for me, I don't want, if, if a result rolls up, like I, I rolled up a result the other night, which was, oh, there is a naked woman and five cultists surrounding this naked woman on an altar. And I was sitting there thinking, well, you could just you could just toss that away and say, oh God, what am I going to do with that? But no, that's the challenge. That is what you're trying to do is ad lib. So to me, I take that and I want to ad lib that and make that as meaningful as possible. That it is makes it more immersive. So it is an absolute hundred percent distraction uh, from your mission. And if you follow it, if you take that distraction and take that, and instead of ignoring it, that means I have succeeded in doing yeah. something that uh, is meaningful to your party. So it is absolutely a distraction, but to me, it's also a judge on okay, how well am I doing with the ad libbing? So it's the same thing is is in the campaign setting is yes, you got to go and solve the leaf thing with with Elbrum, but I love being able to like throw other stuff at you and get you guys go. Okay, let's just go over here for it's a minute. It's interesting that that worked. When you look back over the last 12 months, yeah. that worked quite well for about the first six months. For the first six months, we would get distracted by anything. And then after that, we, I think what happened is we reached this point of going, you know, we have a series of tasks to do. And then we looked at the list of the things that we should be going and doing. Yep. And then it was like, no, hang on a minute. We're not going to get caught on this dumb game again. And we went to the fact that we had to go but and you knock off... Because it's one by one. There was, well, was what, the, what were you going to do with the GFA? You were supposed to meet to go and do that. But then Oraki kept getting visions of, of Karima being tortured. So, you know, there, there was things. The GFA, and, no, no, we came back. We came back. You arrived in the had, morning. We arrived in the morning. We had to the, see. The court was closed. And we had to see the court. There was court. no one there. So we made the decision. We'll arrive in the morning and then we will go and see the court. Did you did you catch and that bit when you when you fell unconscious when you guys were leaving the pallet court, where they encountered that the guard who was like, yeah, you guys need to leave now. Remember that bit? She was like, you need to leave now because the vampires are waking up and the blood supply has stopped. So yeah, I can't guarantee your safety. You really need to leave. No, I don't. We didn't pick. We didn't pick up on that one. We got the. You really need to leave now. When we arrived in the daytime, no, in the daytime, the, it wasn't. It wasn't about you need to leave now. Is that there's no you're not going to be able to visit anybody because everybody's in their crypts. No, so, I didn't pick up on that one. I mean, that's but anyway, why. But but you know, our focus was on blood lake, finish blood lake, mm. talk to vampires. Everything else was after talking to the vampires. So any distractions that came before then, that's fine as long as they didn't take more than mm. the amount of time it took to. And see, to do that, and then after that, it was GFA. We're going to do the GFA and, thing. And the thing is, is why did so, the thing is why did the Council of Sand close the Vampire Court, the Pallet Court, and eventually, I wanted you guys to learn. Vizier Panishar got it closed, and the Vizier I Panishar got it closed all the time because he was dodgy. he. I mean, he hates the advisors for one. Uh, he wants full control himself, so he made sure to get it closed because his thinking was. Cut off their blood supply, and if you cut off their blood supply, their their natural, uh, you know, vampiric kill blood thing will take over, 
and then he could get rid of the pallid court because they would basically... It would have happened anyway, though, if they didn't... I mean, they, they, they got out of they, money. They, they got out of money, money. So because the money it, it, pays... Nothing, the, nothing he did was going to oh, change that, that. That was my original interaction when you guys met when at the pallid court's ball, where she said, once upon a time, we used to get five golds per, per yeah. um, 100 mils. Now we only get a gold. Mm. So that was like the first time to hear that, okay, well, why did the price drop? So that was me seeding and seeding and seeding here, here, and here. But yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I, none of, all of these storylines weren't, you know, in place at the beginning. And the place at the very, very beginning was Tuscali Incursion. And, and, that was it. and the only thing that was in place from the Tuscali Incursion was, okay, it's related to the Herald, but why? And then it's just, you know, just working it out later on, you know, figuring so stuff if you, out. If you look back at what you've created, it's, yeah. it started from a, you know, a single module that you just embellished the crap out of. Yeah. Um, how many modules do you think you've created out of this? It seems to me that oh, you've created... I, 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 I you've actually, if you actually had sat down... If, if you pull this apart, you probably created 20 modules oh, I that don't would know. stand on their own. Because, I, I, I mean, I used... The thing is, is the... Uh, I used four or five modules as seed material in order to validate other things that were going on mm. right well, the, the blood like <clears throat> the blood like was a seed material yeah that, that yeah. came that came there was there that, was that, a that, pool that of now, blood that now seeds <clears throat> a whole that now seeds a whole kajani was well, story and the the only by indirectly because the the reality was was what was in underneath there mm. was ancient magic that was why you guys were forced when that percussive blast knocked everybody down, you guys, and even the Tuscali, were all basically telling about your first experience yeah, with magic. But I'm just looking at this just in, in, in sheer terms of creativeness and numbers. Yeah. In terms of, of, you know, there's a Kajani story that's been created. Yes. There's a mining story that's been created yeah. for funding the... Yeah. Um, yes, the, yes, you're the right. The Court. Yeah. You've actually... And where Daryl went, he... So yeah, Daryl... And the, and the whole Daryl thing, I mean, to me, you know, the whole Daryl story... Um, is an adventure. You know, that's a, that's a module on Milo, its own. Milo to Daryl. Yeah. Milo Who's to Milo? Darryl. Where's he's gone? And you want Daryl. You want to go and well, get a slave M- back. Milo, so there's a module. Milo, so you guys went to that store that at the very beginning where you found out what the real stone was. Yeah. And it caused all of her Everything. items in her store to be identified. Milo heard via indirectly via her about this stone. And so he was just like, hmm... hmm. So he went to your guys' tent to, in order to, to steal it from you guys. Yeah, you guys weren't there, there. But uh, Daryl was there. So he waited and he was watching until Daryl left. And then he took Daryl. And he sold Daryl to the... the um, uh, there's the slave market in Perbestet. Now the slave market uh, usually will take... like the dra- All dragon folk... All dragon folk are slaves. And a lot of those dragon folk will end up in the salt mines um, that are far, far, far to the west, almost, almost touching the dominion of the Windlords. So that yeah, that's where they they, they he he he's basically yep. yeah he's got Daryl sent to the salt mines. So there's another module. Yep. So it, and it, and again, that's what I'm saying. If you look at at the stuff that you've created, um, there are. Uh, 20, yeah, well, 20 see, modules that have been invented, yeah, so, so, which, which would consist of us saying, like, one of them is, you know, get Daryl back. There's, yeah. a, there's a, you know, rescue your friend from the salt mines, yeah. which would have been a whole adventure in itself. And the way that you work would have been, you're traveling to the salt mines. Let's see if you can keep your concentration long enough to actually get to the salt mines the salt and mines. how distracted will you get on the way well, there. And that's the other thing, like, the, in the campaign setting, they mentioned Tesluria was the city that used to be best at city before per- Per best step, and I was just like, "Huh, what could ever make you guys go to Tesluria and just monkey around in Tesluria?" Oh, yeah, okay, Akmenis uh, is looking That'll for do. information. Let's let's have him go to Tesluria. Yeah. So Tesluria was somewhere out in the Crescent Desert. Uh, so a lot of times I just look at the map and I'm like, "Oh, what's that?" And then I'll go and read whatever the campaign setting has about it. And then I'm like, "Well, how do you incorporate this into the story?" A possibility is to actually run these rather than try and run the whole thing together as to now that you've created the basis for a module or for 20 modules is to just go, yeah, this is the module. Find Daryl. 
sort yeah. out the real stone, get rid of the leaf, um, go and find the wandering camel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and um, just write. Yeah, it's, it's just just write up your own your, your well, own next twenty modules. It's funny because like I remember um, Rudy Rutenberg is uh, one of the guys who runs the Maze Arcana uh, D D and D thing for Five uh, E, and he also helped the creator of Eberron write the new book for Eberron for that's 5e because originally Eberron was written for D&D 3.5 or something anyways uh, he was asking you know people what are what are some uh, plot ideas for Eberron so <laughs> I sent him should have given and you a he, phone call yeah, well he he um uh he he so I answered I gave him a couple of ideas on Twitter because he asked on Twitter and uh, I mean, he liked and he commented on my ideas. Oh, this is a fantastic one. And basically what I did was my two ideas were, so I'm playing in Nalki's game, uh, uh, which is an Eberron game. And I, I like Eberron. And I'm on my second character in that game already. And I've only been playing with him for like the last two months. And I'm already on my second character. The first character was a bugbear. And the bugbear, I had him, I, again, I just looked at the Eberron map. And I was like, what's that city? Uh... Okay, so he's in this city because he's part of a guerrilla force and um, he doesn't like the fact that Medusa are taking over and there's all of these old statues of ancient people from his... And that he, there used to be a goblin empire that has, was des decimated by this huge war thousands of years ago. And a lot of his people were turned to stone. In this big field, there's a bunch of, of bugbears and hobgoblins that are turned to stone. So he's there, the Medusa there. Everybody knows Medusa turned things to stone and that, and that's part of a preservative process. It's part of food. So he's like, Medusa can't have my people. So he's there doing some guerrilla warfare to protect his ancient culture. So he's out there trying to do that, but he falls in love with Medusa. <laughs> that was my character. Oh, and, no. and so I said that to Rudy Rutenberg and, he's, and I said, you know, you have a bunch of gorillas, uh, a guerrilla fighting force that are outside of this town uh, trying to protect protect the the dredges of the Dakani Empire. He's like, oh, that's a good one. And then my other one was, um, oh, what did I say it was? Oh, this goes back a long time ago. I, I it was like, um, you you are so there's a big portion in in Eberron where there's this land that something happened to it, and this entire province or state just disappeared overnight. And it used to be called the state of Seir, and now it's called the Mornland. And if you go into there, everything mutates and it's not what you would expect it to be. So you are, it's two years later, you and a bunch of friends all of a sudden turn up in the desert just outside of the Mornland. You were there when the, on the day it happened. And all of a sudden now you're out and you have no idea what the fuck happened. It's two years later, you're out and you're, you're out and you are now, you were regular citizens, but now you actually have a class. You might be a fighter, you might be this. So you're out there, what the hell's going on? You got to find out what, what you know, what brought you there. So that was another one, and he liked that one too. I was like, yeah. I mean, it's just you take one small thing, and and this is what I like. The creator of Eberron, I I really like listening to the stuff he has. That's um, um, Jesus, what kind of name? Keith Baker. Uh, he like he he'll sit there and he'll be like, all right halflings let's put halflings on dinosaurs because halflings are usually this big so you know they're not going to ride horses let's put them on uh, uh velociraptors and he, he'll be sitting there like and he'll take one one thing like hospitality how do you spin hospitality to make it interesting and he'll just take it from okay everybody's looking at it from this point of view and it's like <sighs> but let's look at it from this point of view and it's like ooh, yeah that's actually good and that's the point is just Find one thing, and instead of trying to look at it from way up here as some glorious thing, look at it from way down here, something mundane. And then that mundane thing becomes, well, why? And that why becomes a story. And this was the same thing. Like here for me, it was just, yes, there's the Tiscali incursion. When I first came out, when I first said, okay, Tiscali incursion was just about here is a way to create a common thread for a bunch of players and why are you guys together well you're all refugees that's so you're sitting there well why should we so many times you hear why does my party want to hang out with you well if you're all refugees that gives you a reason why you're hanging out 
you know, oh, we all meet in a bar and we're going to hang out. Well, why am I going to hang out with you? I mean, you're, you're a thief. I'm a paladin. Why would I hang out with a paladin? Or why would I hang out with a thief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the refugee thread worked. I, I, yeah, it just, it, it was, it's almost immaterial now. Like well, the, that's that's the, the thing. The is, bonding's already occurred. So th- that's what so you it's want. Just you, like it's a group. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point is that I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, well, why should my? You sit there and say, well, we meet in a bar and we've never met before, and we're going to become a party, and then we're going to be cohesive. Everybody's got their background story, and they want so they're trying to role play, and they try to role play from the point of view of my background story is who I am. It's and and this is the thing that that it, it interests me and frustrates me is that. Yes, I understand you have a background story, but the point is you're going to be you're playing a game. It's for you to sit there and say, how do I take my background story and work with these other people to make it interesting instead of saying we're diametrically opposed and I can't mm. work with you? Because then it's just like, well, you tool. You're playing a game. You're, you and want to play with them. And when you look at that in the position we are right now, mm. and you look at the the three different characters have three, day, three different ways of... Um, getting bigger and better and stronger. Yes. We look at that from the point of view of not which is the best outcome, but at which point do we see, you know, if these were your friends, if these were the people that you actually had bonded with, who would it be that you would go and say first? Mm. And it was like we saved Karima and the next thing is we save Elbrum from the from the Kajani leaf. And it's interesting too that when you when you if you actually now that we know the outcome of what would have happened yep. had we gone there. It's interesting that the, the person that we would have chosen to save would have given us the biggest benefit, which is that we would have created ourselves an ally. And that would have yeah. been our first... If, if you went to, to go and pursue the Kajani, but you would have just as well found an ally if you went and followed uh, Oraki as well. Yeah, but, but the thing about it is that we, having, having done that, this would have been our first real ally... And the thing is, too, because up until now, what we are, we are other people's allies well, rather than and having here, here's people that are the other sort of thing on too, our is side. Even so, my thought was, if you went to Mardis Vulagai, Mardis Vulagai is ancient ruins, and there's a lot of real relics in those ruins. But that's not where the real come from. You would eventually, if you went there, you would have battled a bunch of goblin, goblinoid creatures being run by um, a, a fiend. And eventually you would have been able to figure out that I need to go to the Dominion of the Windlords. And I really wanted you to get to the Dominion of the Windlords because I also envisioned that you would be creating an alliance with the Jinborn. Mm. Yep. And that's how I see that happening. And, and so for the four directions that we had to go in, each one of us would have created, ended up creating an alliance. And all of a sudden you've got this mighty, this mighty force. Which is what needs is to been, happen. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is what would need to, to happen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and realistically, I mean, it comes down to you know, you know, how do you do a campaign like this, and have it go from where it, from zero to a hundred in a year? If think, you're only playing that, once a week, is, I think this is the thing. It's like Star Wars, and it's just like we just keep trotting out another movie. And it, when it started back in 1912, so the first Star Wars movies came back. At, you know, yeah. Then and it's a, a century later, and they're still bringing out pieces to go with it. I think this is this is like that. There is no um, there's no simple solution to it. It just no. it, it almost is like it just goes on forever. And maybe one way around it is that the characters don't die. I'm beginning to think that that, that is a possibility. To, to be honest, I, I I I have to admit, like from the NPC's point of view from our session last week or this session a couple of days ago, from NPC's point of view Absolutely, I wanted you guys to die. Now, as a DM, I don't want you guys to die because I'm just like, God, that's, uh, you know, having to start from scratch for create a new, th- a new thread. It's difficult to come up with a way to tie people together and make some cohesion. Because, like, Ekmenos was like, why am I here? I mean, I, I know about the Tuscali. Why aren't we focusing on the Tuscali? I mean, what? so he was just like, and I was like, you need to be patient because all good things will come to pass. You just need to, to be patient and find. And at the end of the day, I, as I was saying as well, if you have a direction you want to go, listen, mm. what is Oraki doing? She's telling about what direction she wants to go. Kalidus is telling his direction. Elbrum is telling his yep. direction. If you've got a direction you want to go, it's on you to say it because I'm not going to do it. That's not my job. My job as a DM is to try to, A, uh, I have a, a story I want to go to and I mean, I can't go, tool, 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 
Because I tell you, it does take quite a bit of, of, of thinking about it. But I think, and one thing that makes this party really good is that um, no one really cares where we go. Like there are three of us there, and at the end of the the Grimalk and I, we actually wouldn't have cared which one we'd picked. Mm. We would certainly have picked one of the three, but I don't think anyone would have cared, and I don't think anyone would have argued or got upset. Um, that they didn't go and pursue the one that they wanted to, but to you, pursue. But you would still, as characters, you guys would have to be, well, I want to go here, and I want to go here, I want to go here, and eventually come to that, a compromise been, on which way you guys that, went. I think that would have been an incredibly short conversation. You think so? Well, I think that, and I think that is one of, the, one of the things that demonstrated how cohesive your party is, mm. is that they, they look at it, they put up their rational argument and they just go and do one. Yeah, because they know that their turn will come. Yeah. It's, it's like queuing for chocolate cake. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing, is at the end of the day, is that, that's the point, is you have a discussion and say, all right. Yeah. And, and this is the one thing that I, 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 it sometimes floors me how often, like, so again, in, in West March's <laughs> distraction, I had the people, uh, so they were supposed to go out to deal with Zanafia but there's another big arc that's coming. So I wanted to introduce just the tiniest little bit of that new arc uh, element in, in, in the start of the session. So I had them come up to the Blood Eye clan and they were having, uh, they noticed some stuff that was going on. And man oh man, they wanted to go and f immediately follow that instead of going to, on mission to go there. And yeah, so I had to be extremely imaginative on the moment to get them back to go in that direction without trying to force them into railroading. Mm. Like I didn't want to be specifically saying, no, sorry guys, we're just not going to go that way. You guys can't go that way. Maybe next time, you know, we're, you got to go here, stay on, stay on mission. No, I didn't do that. Um, so they were sitting there and they were, they were like, they went to meet the chief. The chief told them some stuff and then they were having this conversation and they're having this conversation. We should do this. We should do that. And they think that they're doing this out of character. And you're having a conversation about no, what you want to no do. That's not out of character. So then I, it's like the one with the highest perception, uh, passive perception. I was like, you notice that the shaman is standing beside you guys listening to your conversation. And they're like, uh, one of them was like, out of character. And I was like, no, there's no there's out no of character, character here. <laughs> no. And so she's like, the, that, the shaman was like, you guys need to stick to your own business. This is clan business. No, butt out. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's interesting that, that West Marches, um, by its by its very nature, doesn't have cohesive teams. Because no, because you don't, you, you don't deal with people. A, a uh, that's team. right. But it's really now. Here's the the trick with West Marches, and, which and is that interesting. That, and that means that staying on target becomes incredibly difficult. Yes, it does. Absolutely, becomes incredibly difficult. But it does teach you to be a better player because it means that if you have an opinion, you need to express it. Because if you don't express it and the team goes off and gets derailed, and I really like it because... Yeah, but, but, but surely the downside to this is that um, you've created the arc. The Xanafair arc has been around you know, forever. For the last, yeah, it's, yeah. The last, it's 97 years old. It's been yeah. there that long. Mm. How many people have ever actually stayed uh, on plot and done... <laughs> And the answer to that is yeah. No one, no one ever actually does the the, the task. That Everybody gets to them. distracted, distracted, they, they all distracted, get distracted, and away they go. Yeah. So so what I'm, so when you say that you know they get to be better players, I actually think that they don't. I think that they learn nothing. Well, and no, they continue here's the to thing. learn nothing. Th there was one Aussie player, and I was uh, historically he's been pretty bad, but he's uh, started. He's like one of the characters. Like we need to go solve this, and he's like. No, we are here to go to Xanafia. I mean, That's we can deal the... with that later. We should be doing this. And then later on, rolled up, uh, there was a lost item. There's a pair of pants there. And, is, and they're like, oh, let's go check it out. And he's like, who the fuck cares? Let's just go. <laughs> we got to get there. Because <laughs> he's been on a number of Xanafia sessions, and he's getting frustrated that every time and, he gets to Xanafia... And if he's... you carry this to your logical conclusion, which you, you apply to um, what we're doing now where you know if as you keep saying if time keeps ticking away mm. the Tuscali get bigger and stronger yes. and each of these groups will continue to do it if if we get distracted and go and do something else yep. that is something that you've created as a distraction then what happens is at the end of the day guess what guys game's over you're all dead yeah and in the in the Santa Fe arc that surely is the logical conclusion. She's been banging around for the last 97 years. Mm. 
no one does anything they have to do. Mm. She, she will just walk from the north into the town, and guess what? Whole town gets wiped out. White Moon Cove, well, it's just a pile of ashes now, so and everybody's dead. What nobody under what nobody knows <coughs> though is Zanafia works for some works for someone else. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm just saying the theoretical. Here's the thing. What I loved about this is I I, I take this. And and if West March is, 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 does what it, well, because West March does what it says it does, you take a group of people from White Moon Cove, you give them something to go and do, they fail to achieve the goal, then surely the logic is that, yeah, guess what? Xenophir builds a mighty army and does yeah. whatever she likes. Here's the funny thing that I, what I loved about this though is that the players are starting to catch on. Like, they all have White Moon Cove armbands, and I make sure that they have White Moon Cove, Cove armbands so that when they go to the Blood Eye Clan, the Blood Eye Clan knows that they belong to White Moon Cove and won't hassle them. Come in, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but they don't take them off, and they head further up north. And when they encounter uh, any NPCs up north and they see that they're from White Moon Cove, they're like, oh, my God, you're from White Moon Cove. Oh, God, you guys are slavers. Oh, my God. And so they've got all this misinformation about who White Moon Cove is. And the guys are like, what? No, we're not. What do you mean? And so everybody loves Xanafia up north when they all think that White Moon Cove is slavers. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I've been playing with that, playing with that. So at the end of the at, what I'm trying to present is that Things are not always what you see. And now all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, geez, maybe I can be an ally with Xanafia. They don't know they can't because the fact is, is she is not working alone and she is not the person that's calling the shots. Mm. And so they all believe that the dragons belong to her. They don't belong to her. They're on loan to her. And there's been two symbols that they've seen and they all believe that the symbol of the phoenix is Xanafia. It's not. It belongs to someone else who's in an area of the sleeper island that they haven't encountered yet. And we go back to the the, the whole the the comparison of the the three of us mm-hmm. as a cohesive team yep. versus the yeah, sleeper island cohesive team thing. It's, it's almost as though sleeper island um, is its own worst enemy in in its design. I well, actually, I actually from an outsider been, looking in, I, I, I from an outsider looking in. I find it, um, and having played a few, mm. um, I find it quite fascinating. It is incredibly easy with that, that 30% probability yep. to distract players yep. to go off and do something completely different. Yep. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. And, and I, I, I have to wonder, like, apparently a lot of DMs are been like, I, I roll the encounters the night before, and I don't do that. And the reason I don't do that is because it's important to me to see the results in the moment and see to test and challenge myself to come up with something meaningful on the spot. And why do I do that? Because it's, it's about ad-libbing. It's about creating narrative quickly uh, on a moment's notice because I don't like to plan everything out the night before because it takes so much more effort. So g- working on your ad-lib skills to do it as fast as possible. Yeah, there's a big massive downside of that and that's why it took us a year to get to where we are now and that is that you kept ad living and now you've got, you know, 28 modules that weren't yeah, never well, that's, been that, invented that, that is true. that we now have to deal but with. The, the, the thing <laughs> so is, I'm going to be 172 when I finish this game. But you got to remember, the thing is, is that uh, planning, it, it, go, it, it, I, it plan, takes so the, much the, time to plan. But the other thing about planning and, and we have done this to you time and time again um, and while I'd like to think that we do things intentionally to, to trip you up, yeah. it seems more often than not, and you know, the big red cock, the blow your arm off, Elbram is the master of uh, just, you know, it seems perfectly logical at the time, yeah. and then the whole thing just goes off the rails. There is no way you can plan for what he's going to do. The, no. the, the, the go ahead and hit me, I'm standing here doing my theatrical yeah. looping around, yeah. who in their right mind would have twigged that that was an option? Yeah. Yeah. And and why was that an option? Well, he harnesses the ley lines, yeah. and he you know wipes the the floor with you. Yeah, no one could have prepared no, for that. No, well, and that's the thing. Like I I've been thinking, you know, like there's a bunch of those Wizards of the Coast modules, like the Rage of Demons and whatnot, which you know takes you from level one to level blah blah blah, and you've got to go along this. And there might be little bits of divergence of threads that eventually lead you here, but it is, in essence. It is a railroad story because you do yeah, need to stay to on target to get to the end. And 
Um, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I will try that because I know that I'm going to have to railroad people to do that. And how can I do that creatively where it doesn't feel like it's being railroaded? In a Southlands environment. No, if or, I if I tried to do something like Rage of Demons or or the Rise of Tiamat, which are these big, all encompassing modules, I don't know. I haven't done well, one of them. The Maybe challenge, I, try. I mean, the challenge of that is to say, yeah, can I actually do in one year take people from a level one to a level twenty and and, and close out a module? Yeah, I wonder whether yeah. it would be. I wonder whether it would be um, as interesting as what we've done. I don't know. Uh, I should try. The interaction, try. the interactions that we have, and the and the things that we have done. Um, you know, the, where you don't actually go out and fight something. Mm. You have an episode or two episodes yep. where you actually just do other strange yep. things. Yep. And the thing whether is... Whether you can actually fit those in. When you think about that, if, if you're going to go up 20 levels, you are talking about going up a level every fortnight over a year. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, they're yep. the kind of numbers that you're looking yeah, and, at. And, and when you look at that, and, I mean, the, most of the leveling is done by encountering monsters and stuff like that. Now, yeah. you don't have to fight them so long as you you encounter them and, and come to some kind of a resolution. But it's almost exponential, the amount of experience points that That's you need right. to get in order to yeah. get to that next level. So it is really, really hard. And that means that every every fortnight, you've got to make re- some ridiculous encounters that you guys would need to get through. And to me, like, and for example, only, convincing only, uh, the king that you yeah. to become an ally to do that, is that worth 100,000 experience points? And that is two sessions. You've got two sessions to actually do that, which yeah. essentially says that if I've had an encounter, mm. I've got to take a night to recover... So you've got to have a recovery period, you've got to have the next day, you've got to knock off the next encounter. If you've got to have a conversation, then you probably have another night, knock off the... And so by the time you've done, you know, three game days, yeah, you've got to squeeze three game days into four hours. Yeah. That's... It's a big ask to actually well, squeeze a conversation and here's the thing. into one hour where so, you have to convince a king that he has to, you know, do this and or this, do that. This, this, again, here, this comes down to uh, West Marches versus a campaign because... Elbrum was saying this is the first time he's ever reached level six in yeah, a campaign. And that's challenging so, in West Marches. Well, no. I mean, yes, it is a challenge, but we've got characters that are level 13. No, 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 no what I'm saying is, yeah, there are a lot of people in West Marches that don't make it to level six. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But the ones who stick to it and play smart, they eventually do yeah. get to level 13. And the thing is, is I mean, that's, I mean, that's really not that common. Uh, you, I look at uh, Critical Role, the very first, the first season of Critical Role. They'd been playing for two years before they started doing it on YouTube, and then they played another two years. It was four years to take them from one to twenty. Yeah, and that's... that that kind of dedication. I mean, they met every week at someone's house in LA to get there in order to do that, and then of course they met every week at a soundstage to get to the the last yeah. part. Um, we we tried to do a year, and then in real life. It fucked us up, and that's the problem. Then is is you know how do you find a set group which, of players? Which does if you, if you if you think of trying to take this the the you know the railroad scenario, it'd be interesting. I would like to mm. play a railroad scenario. Well, I've been thinking I might have to see how to see how that goes. One. Yeah, where you just you ma- just follow the line and see. And what those happens. are the, and those are the giant modules that are like a hundred and some odd pages, and that's like the Rise of Teammate is a huge module. Mm. Most modules, like the modules I've been working from, were usually like twenty pages, mm. or the Pool of Blood was two pages. And the thing is, is you know, again, I I have not run a module from start to finish. I have just taken bits of it and used them. You know what I mean? Mm. To, in order to and join the whole thing together, to to make a much more larger story. Interesting though that when you look at that, the modules will have, would have been run to the end anyway. Given yeah, ultimately. Time. I mean, ultimately, but ultimately, you finally the finished. Pool of blood would actually have we would actually have run that to the end. We would have gone back to the pool of blood to find out what was below it, mm. right? And we would that whole thing would have would have that it would have been, been part empty of what because happened. the Tuscali yeah. came in and cleaned it out. Cleaned it then, out. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So, so yeah, that, that was always, that. That was the funny thing for me was I, I, you guys, this pool of blood business. Well, we've got a vial of blood. Fuck that shit. He's got yeah. a leaf. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, sorry, mate. Oh, okay, okay. We're right. going what, back. And this well, is the thing. But the thing about that was that that when you put that in the context, put that in the context of it was the Karima issue. We were on the way out there. We found that she disappeared. Right, so there was. Well, this was the whole yeah, loyalty. The, the question, the loyalty question of what do you do? Do you turn around and you go well, back? And do for you... me, as a DM, it's also player agency. I've given you guys threads. It is your choice. So, although I would have liked you guys to have finished off the pool of blood, 
It's your choice. Yeah. Just uh, deal with it and don't push the players. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah. And eventually, like, I mean, we had, what, two sessions there where you guys were farting around in town doing this, that, and the other. <laughs> and uh, I, I was really surprised. Like, I really was expecting you to say, I am, I've bought my stuff. I don't care about whatever they're doing. I'm going to just sit here and transcribe. Okay, let's do a couple of roles and you're transcribing. Or, hey, we've got downtime. I want to try crafting something. I want to make this. And none of that happened. And instead, you guys, but you know, uh, it, it still filled two whole freaking sessions. Yeah. It, it was easy six or seven yeah, hours well, worth of stuff. We learned to listen to that one. Well, and I mean, uh, I, I felt uh, that like I was struggling in order in terms of what what where are you guys going to go i had no inkling about where you guys were wanting to go and what you guys wanted to do so i had no idea what to set up all i could do was sit there and think okay if they're going to talk to karima again what is karima's motivations what is this person's motivations i i honestly thought that you were going to go and meet up with uh, uh try to meet up with sarah and so and again, I was I was seeding the whole Sarah is gone by Lugo thinks you're dead and Lugo's yeah. you know uh, is talking to the mortuaries to find out about and, and, and what that happened to been, yeah, that the been, great company. Yeah, that would have been that that's on the list of it would have happened right after this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, that's we've talked a lot, we've given away a lot, and hopefully the people who are players, I apologize to you guys if I've given away stuff, but you know, you're probably not going to listen to this for another couple of months. And it won't matter anyway. At that point, will we be able to do it? It's hard to say. I mean, Look, will and, we be and, able to come back? And those other people that are spying on this so that you can find out how a module ends, guess what? You didn't get anything. Yeah, pretty much. There you <clears> go. <throat> All right. Until next week, guys, take it easy. Hello, good people of the interwebs. This episode is now done, dusted, and finished. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back in just one week.